This June 29th, Thursday, MLB Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, June the 28th, currently 5.05 on the East Coast, here to break down the Thursday betting card in Major League Baseball. And joining me to help me break it all down, I got my guys here with me first. It's Dylan Rockford, D-Rock. How you feeling, my man? Oh, I'm feeling good. Uh, Mets actually got the win last night. Um, yeah, doing well. Uh, who else? Hit me for, uh, Matt Olson, he hit for me big today, too. So off to a good start. Can't wait to get into these games with you guys. And also got my guy here with me, Lante De La Cruz. Lante, how you feeling, buddy? Hey, man, pretty good. I uh, had a good last few days on the diamond, so hopefully we can keep that going uh, with some of these matchups tomorrow. Yeah, we got a 12-game schedule on Thursday. A little more, or a couple more games than we're used to on these Thursday um, afternoon schedule. But 12-game uh, schedule, just at the top, we should mention that four games currently are off the board. Uh, that's the Yankees game, the Rangers, the Blue Jays, and the Diamondbacks. Um, seeing conflicting pitchers uh for all four of those games or pictures that have not been announced yet so uh, when we kind of do get to those games we'll either give a very very small handicap if we do have one if not we'll just uh completely uh skip it all together but again a great reminder that once those pictures are announced if you do want picks for those games just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash mlb picks you'll find our picks there daily um try to get there try to get them up as early as we can for the uh, games on Thursday. So again, make sure to check it out again. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash MLB picks. Gentlemen, let's just kick it right off Thursday uh, early game. We have the first game on the board. It's going to be a 1235 Eastern start. The San Diego Padres, they are wrapping up their series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm seeing Joe Musgrove is going to get the start here for the San Diego Padres. And uh, Luis Ortiz is going to get the start here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Padres are a overwhelming minus 190 uh, favorite here, plus 160 on the money line for the home puppies. Total is set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half, minus 120 for the Padres. And plus one and a half, even money for the Pirates. Uh, I'll leave this off here. Uh, Joe Musgrove, he has came into a, um, a nice form, I guess I can say here. He got off to a little bit of a rough start uh, when he did return for the Padres. But at least over his last five games, 4-0, the 2.10 ERA. The Padres have won four of his last five starts. Uh, he hasn't allowed more than uh, three earned runs in any of his last five starts, and he's only allowed one earned run in three of his last five starts. Um, on the road thus far this season, he is 3-1 and one with a 3.13 ERA. Um, and the, um, the walks have also come down for uh, Joe Musgrove as well. Uh, on the other side for the Pirates will be Luis Ortiz. Thus far on the season, he is 
two and three with a 3.74 ERA um, at home this season, one and one with a 3.20 ERA. He's only allowed seven earned runs in about 19 and two thirds innings pitched at home. The uh, Pirates have lost four of his last five starts. They did win his last start against the Marlins, which was on the road where he had his probably. His, yeah, he did have his best outing in that game. He went eight innings in that game, only allowed one earned run off of seven hits um, to uh, the Miami Marlins. But I think um, for me, I, I like the Padres here. I'm going to take them on the run line minus one and a half. Uh, I think the bats should be able to get to Luis Ortiz here. Joe Musgrove, I like the form that he is in right now. Like I mentioned, he's just been um, just dealing right now for this pitching staff for the Padres. So uh, I'm going to take the minus one and a half, minus 120 with the uh, Joe Musgrove and the Padres here, D-Rock. Yeah, I'm going to be on the under here. I got it nine and a half when it opened up. I, I just don't understand this number. Even at a nine, I like it. I made my total 7.6. Not the biggest Luis Ortiz fan, but most of his hard hit rate has come on the road. At home, he's just a much different pitcher. When he's in control of the game, he gets a lot of ground balls. And on the other side, Joe Musgrove, you mentioned he's been excellent in the month of June. His hard hit rate in the month of June is at 19%. So he's really in his uh, recent form. He's been really well. So I think both pitchers are going to have success tomorrow against these lineups i agree i do favor the padres but i think we see a lower scoring game so give me the under here uh lante what do you got yeah man i'm agreeing with both of you guys um i, I like the under and i also like the padres uh, although they are you know the model of inconsistency uh, i think it's more so of a bet on, on musgrove and the way he's been pitching he's going deep in the game six plus innings and in his last three starts uh, and you mentioned his his earned run numbers. One earned run, a fewer in four of his uh, last six starts. I think I think that's really really good pitching. Um, Ortiz, like D Rock said, not a big fan. Um, he he hasn't been bad, but he gives up a decent amount of contact. Um, he also can be be a bit inconsistent with his location. You know, some trouble with walks, and I think with a team as aggressive as, as San Diego, they might come back to haunt him. So I like San Diego on the on the run line here also, and I'll I'll take the under. Uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be shocked for a first five team total under um, with Pittsburgh thinking if Musgrove is going to be in that groove like we're all um, thinking he's going to be I think he might shut them down for you know the first five innings. Next game on the board a 105 Eastern start between the Detroit Tigers and the Texas Rangers. This was one of the games that is off the board right now, but I do see listed pictures of Reese Olsen for the Detroit Tigers. And I see John Gray in the start here for the uh, Texas Rangers. Um, well, Dylan, do you see anything different? If you want to give your lines, if that's the pictures that you did have. Uh, I didn't just cause I had, um, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Brandon fat. Is that, is that the name that we call him on the, on the show fat, but that's who I saw for the diamondbacks, but I don't have lines just yet. Just cause we had, uh, inconsistency with pitchers but gotta imagine uh the rangers oh no i'm looking at the wrong game excuse me i'm looking at the wrong game uh yeah no these are the guys i have reed olsen and um john gray minus 180 for the rangers minus one and a half i have even money plus 180 for the tigers plus one and a half is even money for the Tigers over under is at eight and a half. No lines, but uh, you got to imagine uh, the Rangers open up here as the favorite. I know the Tigers, they've actually uh, given the Rangers some some fits this series, but uh, I do like the Rangers here to win. They have the better lineup. They have the better defense. Regression has come, like I mentioned. They played a lot of games. They played they like 27 games in about 30 days or something like that. But, you know, I, I really don't like... Um, 
Olsen in this spot, especially on the road. I think John Gray is just a much better picture. So I'm, I'm going to take the Rangers. Depending on the line, I don't want to lay anything over a minus 180, like I mentioned. So hopefully I could get a plus price on the uh, on the run line. But other than that, I really don't have much since we don't have lines. Lance, did you have anything else for the game? No, not really. I, I agree with, with D-Rock, though. Um, Reese, he, he's been he's been fine, but the one good offense he's faced, which was Atlanta, uh, they pretty much got to him. Uh, I think Gray's in good form, one earned run or fewer in seven of his last eight. And I thought the, the Texas offense woke up at the end of last game. I think they'll carry that over. So uh, I don't hate – as long as it's under anything under 190, I'm fine with Texas. Yeah, the one bad game that John Gray did have was against the Blue Jays. Um Two starts ago, uh, he allowed six earned runs and two and one-thirds innings pitch. But other than that, he's been really solid. He bounced back nicely against the Yankees in his last start. Five innings, he only had one earned run uh, to the opposition. This season, he's two and two at home with a 3.79 ERA. So, um, yeah, just depending on the price, I, I do like the Rangers in spot. Uh, Reese Olsen hasn't faced um, an offense like this. Uh, Rangers team outside the Braves, like we mentioned. So I think the Braves, sh- or sorry, the uh, Rangers should be able to get to him. But again, depending on the price, I couldn't talk you off of the run line for the Rangers uh, in this game either. Uh, next game on the board, uh, we have, let's see here, uh, 210 Eastern start. We have the Cleveland Guardians and the uh, Kansas City Royals. I'm saying Shane Bieber is going to get the start here for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Zach Grinke gets started here for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Guardians are a uh, minus 165 road favorite here, plus 140 on the money line for the Kansas City Royals. Total set at nine, run line one, minus 110 both ways. Um, Lante, take us away, my man. Yeah, man, complete uh, fade of of Grinke, plain and simple. 19 iron runs and, and four June starts. Uh, Bieber's, he, he's been roughed up in, in three of his last five starts, 16 iron runs in those three um, that he was roughed up in. He's had even more trouble on the road. Uh, but despite that, I, I think Cleveland is a play here, and I'm not big, I'm not big on Cleveland at all. They actually burned me um, last night against, uh, against Singer. Uh, I thought that game was going to end uh, 1-0, but whatever. So despite that, I mean, I think Bieber is going to um, come in and, and pretty much get to Grinky. I mean, Grinky's just bad. So it's pretty much a fade of, of Grinky than it is a bet on Cleveland. So uh, I may look at the over also with how volatile both of these pitches are, but I mean, plain and simple, I'm fading Grinky and uh, I think Cleveland wins here two to zero, three to one, one type of game. So I wouldn't be afraid to take that run line also. Last season, Shane Bieber against the Royals was really good. Uh, three starts, he was 2-0 with a 1.02 ERA, 14 strikeouts in those three appearances. And overall in his career, he's just been really good against the Royals. Uh, he has a 6-0 and record in 13 appearances since 2018, a 3.03 ERA, 88 strikeouts um, in that span. I mean, you mentioned as well, Zach Greinke, uh, the Royals have lost eight straight starts uh, by Zach Greinke, regardless if it's at home or on the road. Uh, for uh, Grinky and the Royals. So um, run line here for me on the Guardians as well here. D-Rock, what do you got? Yeah, another under for me. I grabbed the nine and a half. Uh, I still like the nine. I made my total 8.7. 
And to be honest, I only made the Guardians a minus 130 favorite on the road. I think there might be some value here with the Royals at home. Granke is a much different pitcher at home than on the road. And his last two home starts, they went under this number, and his hard hit rate is under 40%. So I think the numbers can be a little skewed. I'm not going to say they're going to flat out and win the game, but I do think they're at plus 140. I think there is some value. Uh, I'm not that worried about Bieber. His last four starts have gone under this number as well. So he's getting hit, but the number is staying under this nine nine and a half total that we're seeing so i like the under and as side i i do think there's value here with the guardians not the guardians all right uh yeah on on you uh, on the rules you said right yeah okay uh all right guys before we continue the conversation here let me tell everyone about bird dogs uh it's the summertime and it's heating up all across the country and whether you're going to be traveling uh I don't know whether that's down south to Cancun, Cabo, Aruba, wherever the case might be, uh, or you're going to be hanging out poolside, going to the local pool, or you have a pool in your backyard. Uh, you need to uh, get some new, nice-looking design, comfortable shorts. You need to check out Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs makes you look good. They also have a very uh, nice khaki shorts as well. So if you're going to be going to dinners or you know hanging out at the patio, wherever the case might be, they have uh, stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird dogs do the exact same thing as Lululemons, but fit way better. And they also use an anti-stink sweat wick fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So if you want to check it out, uh, go to birddogs.com slash pool. But when you do enter that promo code pool, they're going to throw in a free Yeti style tumbler for you uh, with your order. That's again, birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. All right, guys, let's get to the next game on the board for Thursday. Let's go over to a 337 Eastern start. we got the New York Yankees and the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Clark Schmidt gets a start here for the New York Yankees, and James Caprillion gets a start here for uh, the Oakland A's. Currently don't see lines for this game, but I did see these two pitchers listed when I was handicapping this game. Um, so I'll quickly get into Clark Schmidt and both James Caprillion here. Clark Schmidt um, has really turned it around for the New York Yankees. I know early on in the season, back in uh, early in May, he was uh, uh, a guy that we were absolutely fading. But he's been pitching really well. He hasn't allowed more than three earned runs over his last, I believe, seven starts. Now, the unfortunate part for Clark Schmidt has been is that he hasn't been able to get much run support from the New York Yankees. Uh, the Yankees have lost six straight starts when Clark Schmidt is on the mound. But again, um, they haven't provided much run support. They haven't scored more than three runs for Clark Schmidt in each of those six uh, six starts uh, by him. So on the other side, James Caprillion gets to start here for the Oakland Athletics on the season. James Caprillion is, let's see here, two and six with a 6.34 ERA at home. He's just one and four with a 5.97 ERA in his last start against the Toronto Blue Jays in Toronto. In six innings, he allowed four earned runs, did strike out eight batters. Unfortunately, the A's did get the victory there five to four over the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Now, the A's have actually won three of his last four starts. Um, against the Pirates, the Rays. They lost to the Phillies, uh, and then they did, like I mentioned, get the victory against the Blue Jays. Um, this kind of pointed me in the direction of taking the under in this game, as crazy as that may sound. I know uh, Clark Schmidt has been off to a good start. Um, if this number is around 8.5, possibly 9, I would look at the under in this game. Clark Schmidt is in good form. 
And again, we've talked a lot about how this New York Yankees offense is just is not the same without Aaron Judge. I know there's been some games in there where they have been able to put up the runs, but outside of that, uh, this Oakland A team has also been kind of sneaky as well. So I think, you know, James Capillion can go along well here for the uh, Oakland A's. I think Clark Schmidt will pitch well as well. Couldn't bring myself to a side here, but again, without lines here, I would assume it's around eight and a half or nine for the total. So I would go under in this game. D-Rock, do you see anything different as far as lines posted yet? No, but I did have those two pitchers. I could tell you my lines. Uh, Yankees minus 185, minus one and a half. I need a minus 120. On the other side, same thing, plus 185 for the A's, plus one and a half is at plus 120. I made my total 7.2, so I'd love an eight and a half. I'd, I'd take that under. and Or maybe it's just a Yankees team total. Like you said, James Caprillion has been kind of solid. He just doesn't really get the run support. Neither does Clark Schmidt either. This uh, offense is anemic without Aaron Judge. And don't let that one game where they scored five runs against the Rangers fool you. This this offense is still bad, so maybe a team total under for the Yankees. Uh, I'm just going to bet everything under for this game, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get eight and a half. That's kind of where I would lean. Monte? Yeah, man, I'm with you guys uh, fully. Under, I got under in all caps on any Yankee game. Uh, the New York Liberty have the best offense in uh, in New York right now because both, both the baseball teams, man, <laughs> horrific. They, they can't score. I don't Chill. know if you guys watched that game last night with. Uh, they did. Yeah, it's like horrible. Just like two to one um, for Oakland. Uh, I mean, I just can't. You can't trust. I, I can't trust um, the New York offense. And you guys mentioned Smith. I mean, he's pitched against quality offenses: Texas, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Boston. Um, you know, wherever you want to rank those offenses, but they are. Uh, above average offenses and it, he pretty much has pitched well against them so i think he shouldn't have any problem with oakland and on the opposite side i mean we know that caprian is you know susceptible to having bad starts but again with this yankee lineup uh i'm, I'm not too sure that he, he won't be able to go out and, and look like a young clayton kershaw so uh give me the under man i'll take under anything i maybe take an all under on like six five and a half because i think it's going to be a two one two two uh two one uh one zero type of game all right, so under for the team here for the game between the Yankees and the A's. Uh, next game on the board, we have a 340 Eastern start, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Arizona Diamondbacks. This was one of the games that we talked about at the top of the show that just we don't have a pitcher right now for the uh, Diamondbacks, but um, no lines either, obviously, without a pitcher. Uh, do either one of you see anything different? No. Uh, yeah, no, I don't see anything. Okay, we can just skip over this game. Then again, no lines and no pitchers, so not much to handicap there. So we'll go over to the next game on the board of 407 Eastern Star. We had the Chicago White Sox and the LA Angels uh, playing in Anaheim. We have got Lance Lynn getting the start here for the Chicago White Sox, and Patrick Sandoval gets the start here for the LA Angels. Currently seeing the Angels are a minus 155 home favorite here, plus 135 on the money line for the Chicago White Sox. Total set at nine with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 125 for the Angels, and plus one and a half, minus 145 for the uh, visiting Chicago White Sox. Uh, Lante, take us away. Yeah, what did you say? The, just so I got the right number, what did you say the money line was for the Halos? Minus 155. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I like the Halos here. Uh, Lynn, he's given up 4.6 earned runs um, in his last five starts. He's allowing a ton of contact. Uh, he struggled at home versus the versus the same Halo offense, giving up eight runs. Uh, three of those was the long was via the long ball. Uh, Sandoval, I, I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, it's more so uh, I'm banking on 
the Halos offense being the best unit on the field. So it's not really uh, a, a bit on um, Sandoval. He was underwhelming his last home start, uh, five earned runs on 10 hits. But, you know, the way uh, Chicago's offense is playing, um, he should be able to find a little bit of a groove. I mean, they're bottom six in, in runs on the road, 30th in hits on the road, 29th in batting average on the road, um, sub 220 on uh, batting average. So I trust the Halos in their offense more, like I said, more than any unit on the field. So I, I like them a lot here and slight lean to the under um, both games combined uh, in the series have only had nine earned runs total. So I think we could see more of the same with Chicago's offense struggling on the road as bad as it is. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go right back to another under. I got a 10 and a half. Uh, it's no longer there. I still see nine and a half. So I still like that under. I made my total 9.2, even with Lance Lynn on the mound. You know, I feel uh, Lante said it. This whole series has kind of like seemed like an under series to me. You know, the first two games went way under this total and the co- the total continues to rise for the for each game, which is very odd. I mean, I really don't trust the offense for the White Sox right now, so I'm just going to bank on another under. This is a bet against team for me right now, the White Sox. So under nine, nine and a half, whatever you could get. Yeah, I'll probably take a look at that Angels team total over in this game. I mean, Lance Lynn has just been an absolute dumpster fire over his last five starts. 0-3 with a 7.76 ERA. He's allowed 23 earned runs in 26 and two-thirds innings pitch, and Lante mentioned that in their start earlier against the Angels at home. He allowed eight earned runs in four innings pitch, and again, Otani has just been ripping the cover off of the baseball over his last couple weeks here. Um, despite Lance Lynn having that 16-strikeout game against the Seattle uh, Mariners, um, he's allowed three earned runs in five straight games. He's allowed at least five earned runs in three out of the last five games as well, and just on the road this season overall, two and four with a 5.79 ERA. So um, I think the Angels can take care of business here. I lean with the Halos on the money line as well, but I think that they can put up some runs here. That number does come out of four and a half for the Angels on their team total. I would definitely look at the over on that for the Halos in this matchup. Um, next game on the board let's go over to a 610 eastern start we got the miami marlins and the boston red sox kind of saying jesus lazardo is going to get the start here for the miami marlins and brian bellow gets the start here for the boston red sox um lines are plus 105 for the miami marlins minus 125 for the home favorite here the boston red sox uh total set at nine and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120 run line minus one and a half plus 155 for the boston red sox and plus one and a half Minus 180 for the uh, Miami Marlins. Um, start here with Jesus Lazardo. Over his last five starts for the Miami Marlins, he is, uh, let's see here, 2-2 two and two with a 3.99 ERA. He has struggled on the road here a little bit, but he does have a winning record where he's 4-3, and three, but the ERA is at a 5.45. Uh, his last start was against the Pittsburgh Pirates, right through seven shutout innings and only allowed two hits in that span. Uh, but we talked a lot about how the Pirates offense has just been struggling for the um, for the duration of this month, especially over the last two weeks. Um, the Marlins have actually been kind of alternating between win-loss, win-loss when uh, Jesus Lazardo is on the mound. Um, on the other side, Brian Bello has probably been the most consistent pitcher by far for the Boston Red Sox. He does have a 5-4 and four record with a 3.27 ERA. His last five starts, he's 2-2 two and two with a 2.35 ERA and at Fenway Park. Three and three with a three point six three ERA. He hasn't allowed. Um, he's only allowed more than two earned runs 
in just one start, which was against the Tampa Bay Rays back on uh, June the 5th. But his last two starts have been absolutely brilliant for the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox have won three straight starts when uh, Bello is on the mound. His last two starts, he's combined to go 13 and two-thirds innings pitched, 10 hits, and it's only allowed two earned runs in that span. This one is pretty simple for me. I feel like I have the better pitcher on the mound with Bello. The Red Sox have been doing better on, um, at least over the last two weeks, against left-handed pitching. Uh, and I think that the one-week arm in this Marlins pitching rotation as far as left-handed pitchers go is Jesus Lazardo. So I'm going to go with the more consistent pitcher here. Um, I'm going to go with the Boston Red Sox on the money line, minus 125 here, Lante. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I got in my notes. Um, better pitcher, Bello, has been incredibly He's going incredibly deep in the game, six-plus innings um, pitched in, in five of his last six games. Uh, you mentioned Lazardo and, and being a bit inconsistent as far as, um, you know, the, the production behind him um, offensively. But, I mean, I like the way Miami is playing. Uh, I think they got the potential to make a move or two and to maybe get into consideration of, of making some postseason noise, especially if Sandy is is coming back to decent form. I mean, he we mentioned it. He's been the weakest link in that lineup. So, uh, and they got Chisholm back. Um, uh, they also got somebody else back. I forgot who it was. I forgot his name um, last night when I was watching the game. Um, but whatever. But they got Jazz back, and I think him in that lineup is a big plus for them. So. Um, long term, I'm buying on Miami, but right now I think Bellows in better form. So give me the uh, give me the Boston uh, Red Sox at home. Dylan, yeah, I low key like Brian Bellow and the Red Sox here at home. I made him a minus one fifty favorite. I said it a few pods ago. You know, Brian Bellow, he's really turned it around. His last four starts in the month of June, they've been great. Don't let that loss to the Rays fool you. I thought he was really good in that game. His hard hit rate in the game only twenty percent. Walks can be an issue for him, but the Marlins don't really walk either. They're twenty seventh in the league in walks. So. Lazardo's been okay. I'm just not a huge fan of uh, Jesus Lazardo right now. He gives up a lot of hard contact for me. So I think this is this price is short. So like you guys, the team ride, I'm going to go with the Red Sox here on the money line. All right. Before we continue the conversation here, guys, uh, we're getting ever so closer to the NFL season, which means it's fantasy football season. Um, and I know a lot of you guys are probably knee deep in research and getting ready for your drafts. But hey, what better way to go? Uh, get involved over that uh, rather oh better than to get involved with underdog fantasy baseball mania four is officially here and look underdog fantasy is they're in a very very giving mood they're giving away 15 million dollars in prizes yeah you heard that right 15 million dollars in prizes underdog pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite mlb and uh, nfl season player props there's so many ways to win over at underdog fantasy and they're available in so many different states as well so do yourselves a favor, head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com using promo code SGPN. All right, gentlemen, let's get, uh, keep it rolling here. Next game on the board, I have a 707 Eastern start. We got the San Francisco Giants and the Toronto Blue Jays. Again, this was another one of the games that we talked about earlier that didn't have a pitcher listed at least for the uh, San Francisco Giants. I am seeing Chris Bassett is going to get the start here for the um, Blue Jays. But again, officially no lines and no pitcher for uh, the San Francisco Giants in this game. Um, Dylan, do you see anything different? 
No, I don't. They've been going back and forth uh, before we went on. We saw Alex Wood being in the start, and then we saw Walker being, and now it's just completely off the board. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have uh, lines. But I'll say this real quick. Uh, I really can't back Chris Bassett in this stage right now. He's just given up too much hard contact. He's just a complete fade for me right now, and so are the Blue Jays. So probably the better team right now is the Giants. So depending on the price, I, I might take the Giants here. So uh, depending on who pitches, they did get the win uh, last night. They won 3 nothing. So maybe an under as well. Uh, Blue, uh, Blue Jays, besides that, one game against A's, they scored 12 runs. They're really struggling to score some runs. So might might look towards the Giants depending on the price. But, yeah, no lines and no pitcher yet. So we'll see. Uh, Launch any thoughts, man? No, but I mean, I'm not sure if you can go against the the Giants right now. I mean, they're doing everything right, no matter who the pitcher is. They're playing, you know, they're going bullpen and winning. They're pitching their guys and, and still winning. So, I think San Francisco is one of those bet on teams right now, uh, and Toronto's a fade team, like uh, like D Rock mentioned. Yeah, I agree, man. I mean, this Jays team has just so much hype coming into the regular season, and. Just hasn't panned out. I mean, the offense has been very, very inconsistent. The pitching as well uh, for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays as well. We've talked a lot about Alec Manoa. And again, another terrible, terrible start for him uh, down in that Florida Complex League. So um, hopefully he's able to turn it around, man. But again, this has been a huge disappointment thus far for the Toronto Blue Jays uh, thus far this season. Uh, let's get up to the next game on the board. 7-10 Eastern start. We got the Milwaukee Brewers against the New York Mets. Adrian Hauser gets to start here for the Milwaukee Brewers, and Max Scherzer gets to start here for the New York Mets. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Mets are an overwhelming minus 190 home favorite, plus 160 on the money line for the New York Mets. Sorry, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Total set at 8.5. Run line minus 1.5, even money for the New York Mets, and plus 1.5, minus 120 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I'll, I'll kick it off here, and I'll, I'll keep this simple. I really do like when Max Scherzer is at home. I know his last start, which I think it was against the Dodgers, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which was at home where he absolutely blew up. Um, but if you just kind of look at his home and road splits, um, it's just a night and day difference for me that he has a 5-2 and two record, on the road, but the ERA is at 4.38 and at home 2-0 with a 2.95 ERA. Um, and his last um, – oh, sorry, it was against the Yankees in his last home start where he did give up six earned runs. But um, I'm sure Dylan feels, a, uh, Dylan feels a different way. But let's get Lante's thoughts here first before we get over to D-Rock. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I'll keep the theme going as far as New York teams and under. I like the Mets and the under. Um, both games should have went under uh, in the series. Game two snuck over uh, to a – Due to a late uh, Milwaukee home run, uh, I was on the under in that game, and I think it pushed, actually, depending on what number you got. Yeah, it pushed last night. Yeah, yeah but um, it, I, I love Max at home like you do. I mean, he's he was bad against New York, um, like you said, but like he only allowed one earned run combined in his other three uh, home starts. So he bounced back nicely. He had two great starts, three earned runs combined on the road versus uh, Philadelphia and Houston. Um, some respectable offenses. Uh, so I think the Mets have a, a great chance of bouncing back and, and getting a, a good series win. Maybe they got some confidence after last night. Um, I was hearing the the Mets broadcasters uh, say they can carry it over and, and try to start a run. <laughs> I'm interested to see what D Rock has to say. Even Vocalback hit a, hit a hit a bomb, man. 
He know things are going right. Vogel back hits a bomb. Hey, he's been yeah. doing pretty well over the last two weeks. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. but he, I, that that's like one of his. Uh, when's the last time he had like a a decent stretch like this? Vietnam, right, right, right. Vietnam, yeah. (laughs) He needed that break, but uh, I mean, I love all the confidence you guys are saying. It it actually makes me feel good, but uh, I I can't pick a side. Like I said, for until until further notice, I I can't back the Mets. Uh, They had a nice game. I'm hoping the bats woke up. I kind of lean over in this one, actually eight and a half. I made my total eight point nine. You know, Bats kind of woke up yesterday. Nimmo had two home runs. Lindor had number 200. I di- As much as I harp on Lindor, I do think he should be an all-star. Maybe not start, but I do think he should be an all-star. But uh, even like you said, even Daniel Fatback, he had a nice game. He had a, he had a shot. So <laughs> uh, I, I do think they could get to Hauser. He does have a hard r- hit rate above 40%. We have winds going to blow out. It's going to be a windy night in uh, City Field. So... I'm not as confident as you guys. I have to see it a few more times. We got it. It doesn't matter if we won yesterday by a very wide margin. If we wind up losing tonight or tomorrow, we still suck. So we got to put a few together. So I, I hope I hope they win, but uh, I, I just have no faith. So I'm going to lean over for some runs. <laughs> 7.15 Eastern Star, we got the Houston Astros uh, wrapping up their series with the St. Louis Cardinals. J.P. France gets to start here for the Astros, and Adam Wainwright gets to start here for the St. Louis Cardinals. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing it minus 110 both ways. Total is set at 9. A little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5 plus 160 for the Houston Astros, and plus 1.5 minus 190 for the St. Louis uh, Cardinals here. Um, I'll leave it off here, man. I, this line kind of made my head scratch a little bit, and I don't know why, but well, I know why, and I'll explain that here in a second. But uh, JP France for the Astros, like I mentioned, he's been serviceable for this pitching rotation of the Astros that has just been dealing with so many injuries, especially on the pitching rotation. But um, the Astros have lost four or five of his last six starts, but it's kind of been the theme that he hasn't been able to get run support. Um, by the Astros bats. He's been really good on the road this season. He has a two and two record, but a 2.40 ERA uh, for the Houston Astros. He's only allowed eight earned runs and 30 innings pitched uh, in those spots. He's been uh, terrible at home at Minute Maid Park, but again, this is going to be a road start here for the uh, Astros starter, JP France. Adam Wainwright uh, is getting his first start here since obviously the London games where he got absolutely shelled by the Chicago Cubs, uh, seven earned runs he gave up in that game in just three innings pitched on the season. He is three and two with a 6.56 ERA. He's been absolutely uh, atrocious um, in St. Louis, one and two with a 7.03 ERA. Um, I like the Astros in this spot, man. I think that they are going to lose on the Wednesday night game. We should probably come into this game looking to avoid the sweep. But if you kind of just look at Adam Wainwright, he's just consistently been giving up three earned runs in every single start. He's allowed at least five home runs in his last three starts. And again, two home runs that he did give up in his last start, uh, which was in the London series. But prior to that, two Dylan's um, New York Mets, he gave up two home runs and just six and a third innings pitched. He's allowed at least um, eight hits in four of his last five starts. I think this might be a recipe for the Astros bats um, or a cure for the Astros bats uh, facing Adam Wainwright here. And I think if J.P. France can continue his road form here, 
I think there's some huge value here on the Astros run line here at minus one and a half at plus 160. So I do like the Astros on the money line here, minus 110, but I think there's some value on the run line here, D-Rock. Yeah, I'm on the same side as you. I took the Astros here to bounce back. Uh, I was actually able to grab a 10 and a half under as well. It's no longer there. Uh, total seems high, even even at the current number for two struggling teams. But there's just no way I could back Adam Wainwright home or on the road. Like you mentioned, he's allowed three or more runs in eight of his nine starts. So I, I'm on the Astros here. I do think they'll eventually figure it out. I think they have the pieces you know, Jose Altuve, he really hasn't figured it out. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, he's been hurt. I think they're going to make a move at the deadline to get another bat, get another pitcher as well. I even locked them up. I want to know what you guys think, Munaf. I know you're in the Houston area, but I locked them in to win the uh, AL West plus uh, 250, and I got them to win the American League at 5-1. to one. So I do. it doesn't matter who they play in the um, – in the playoffs, they have to win five to seven games, and they have the experience. They have the coaching staff. So I do think they're primed to win the AL again. So I know it's not the Futures Friday, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on Astros moving forward. I agree. Um, again, like I mentioned, like they're dealing with a lot of injuries. I know Jordan Alvarez is usually he's going to get those 15-day uh, IL stings during the regular season uh, just to kind of give him some days off. But Regardless if he's facing a right-handed pitcher or a left-handed pitcher, uh, the guy can hit the ball a mile. Um, and we know that this Astros lineup, when healthy, is one of the best in not only the American League, but the actual entire MLB. Yeah. Um, obviously, they have a little bit more competition this season in the AL West, mainly the Rangers, who have just been just ripping the cover off of the baseball. Their pitching has been doing well as well. Um, and again, like you mentioned, when it does come to the trade deadline for this Astros team, like they're not afraid to make a move, whether they need a bat or whether they need to go to uh, get another pitcher um, on their pitching staff. We've seen that they've done that multiple times over the past several seasons, um, you know, to fill needs. I think one name to maybe keep an eye on that I think that I saw a report that Max Scherzer is willing to waive his no trade clause to go to a championship team. I Good. think a team like the Astros <laughs> See could probably use use his services. So again, keep that in mind uh, when it does go. And I'm not saying that their Astros are going to go and get Max Scherzer, but they're not afraid to make a move if they need to improve the roster to make another championship run. Uh, Lante, thoughts on the game, and if you have any thoughts on the Astros futures. Um, yeah, to start off with the Astros futures. I hope you guys are wrong because I got a bunch of Texas tickets. Um, so I'm hoping to catch those. <laughs> but um, but outside of that, I mean, you can't count out you can't count out Houston. Um, I, I think they are just one of those teams that you just can't. They're, they're like the Miami Heat in, in the um, in the NBA. You just can't count them out. Um, so I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I might take a slice. Uh, I was waiting on a, like a three to one, three fifty to to you know uh, lessen my exposure on, on Texas, but I wouldn't put it past Houston man to make a run at some bats and, and a couple arms. Also, uh, as far as the game, couldn't agree with you more. I think you know JP is a better pitcher right now. He does pitch well on the road. Wainwright is a complete fade. That that was my simple handicap. I just I, I'll fade Wainwright, and I think Houston King can bounce back. I thought they were in position to win that game last night, and kind of just I don't know. Maybe Fromber just Got I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but um, they just they just lost it. So I think they come back and, and get this one tonight, uh, tonight or tomorrow night. Sorry. Uh, two games left on the board, 8.05 Eastern start. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Chicago Cubs will wrap up their series. Taiwan Walker gets to start here for the Philadelphia Phillies. And Kyle Hendricks gets to start here for the uh, Chicago Cubbies. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing 
Let me scroll down a little bit. Uh, the Phillies are a slight road favorite here at minus 115, minus 105 on the money line price for the Chicago Cubs. Obviously, no total yet because we are going to be waiting on the direction of the wind at Wrigley Field. Uh, but um, Dylan, take us away on this game. The Taiwan Walker led Phillies and Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, just money line odds are up right now. But I did make a total with Hendricks and Walker on the mound. I made my total 8.6. Uh, as for a side, I did make the Cubs a short favorite, only minus 105. So I'll take the – I see plus money, plus 106 at uh, FanDuel. So I'll happily take the plus money to be there. I needed a little – if I was going to be on the Phillies, I needed a plus 105, and we're not getting there. We're They're minus 115 right now. So, uh, yeah, I'll happily take the plus money here with the Cubs. Kyle Hendrick has been great since returning, especially at home. His hard hit rate through seven games is only at 22%. At home, it's even better. So he's given the Cubs length. He's given them a chance to win every start. And you know, both teams are playing good baseball right now, both seven and three in their last 10. But I still don't trust Walker on the road. I know he's won his last few starts, but they were playing against the Mets, the A's, the Rockies, and even the games the Phillies are winning. His hard hit rate is much higher on the road than at home. So I, I think this could be a good spot for the Cubs. The Phillies are not the best team on the road. So I'll take a shot with the plus money, the home puppy with the Cubs here. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, I, I'm probably going to be on the other side. But like I was waiting for, I was hoping that um, Philly, the Phillies were going to be at a plus price. But I guess the way they're running right now, they couldn't make them uh, a plus price. But D Rock mentioned it. I mean, I, I don't know Walker. He hasn't faced the stiffest competition, but he has had success uh, against the Cubs on May twenty first. Two hits, no earned run, and five and a third. Um, he usually is going deep into games, uh, six plus innings pitched in three of his last four starts. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna keep it plain and simple, man. I think the Phillies are hot. I do uh, like what Hendricks has been doing, but I think Phillies are hot right now. They're, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're on a crazy streak on the road. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they've been killing it on the road. Um, so I'm going to ride with them and, and Walker, who's been pitching pretty well. So give me the Phillies. I would probably look at a, at a team total over for the Phillies also. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, Walker has been absolutely fantastic over his last five starts for the Phillies, 4-1 and one with a 1.50 ERA. Um, and he's found his form, it seems like, a little bit uh, for, the, uh, for, for the Phillies. And I think this rotation – the bottom guys are really getting it done. I'm meaning guys after Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Um, those are two guys that were, were concerned about at the beginning of the season after the World Series run that they did make that their arms might be a little bit taxed. But Ranger Suarez had a great start last night for the Phillies. Taiwan Walker has also found some form here, over his, at least over his last five games as well. And like you mentioned there, uh, Lante, that he had a great start against the Cubs earlier this season. And yet historically, he's been good against the Cubs as well. Um, so... I think I'll go with the hotter team with you, man, here. I, I do like the uh, Phillies in this game. Kyle Hendricks, I mean, I know like a couple of seasons back, he was just absolutely phenomenal at Wrigley, uh, at Wrigley Field. But um, And it hasn't been terrible with his last five games either. Bad home, one and one with 3.77 ERA. The Cubbies have won four of his last five starts as well. So I think both pitchers can probably go along well, well here i do like the phillies money line but again depending on which way the wind is blowing um if it is blowing in i definitely obviously going to like the under especially with the way the form uh both these pitchers are in right now so we'll wait for the total once we do find out what the wind direction is going to be when we get uh to the morning of this game uh, off real phillies quick and the cubs yeah go ahead uh fan does have lines nine and a half okay um 
wind is blowing out how how many miles per hour uh i'm looking it's, it's only five but still oh, okay well i mean we're used to seeing it like 10 11 12 yeah. 13 miles an hour sometimes so, yeah it's not bad yeah. it's not too if bad. it's nine and a half yeah i like the under then for sure man mm-hmm. again these two pitchers have been in in great form uh like we mentioned so uh yeah good find there d-rock uh, all right, last game on the board, gentlemen. We got the NL West battle between the – well, not really a battle, but two <laughs> NL West teams, the L.A. Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I see uh, Emmett Shahan gets a start here for the L.A. Dodgers, and uh, Chase Anderson is going to get a start here for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, lines for this game, the Dodgers are a minus 200 favorite, plus 170 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. 12 and a half is the total for this game. Minus one and a half, minus 130 for the Dodgers. Plus one and a half, uh, plus 110 on the run line for the Colorado Rockies here. Um, Lante, close us off strong, my man. Yeah, man. So I'm going to make it. Uh, pre- pretty simple, man. You got to take that Dodgers team total and, and the run line. Those would be the only looks. Uh, Colorado is is in bad form right now. Um, I would also look over. Um, Emmett's pitched well, but he does give up a decent amount of uh, of fly balls. Two two home runs allowed in his last start. Um, he pitches a lot of fastballs, and, and we know the ball can fly um, in, in cores. So Anderson, sixteen earned runs. In his last two starts, he hasn't hit five innings pitched in, in his last three starts as well. So just expanding on that a little bit more. In uh, in seven starts, he's only been over five innings uh, twice. So maybe look at some under on his on his total outs props. Um, he's also had you know a home run in six of his six of his last seven starts, two plus in four of those six. So maybe look at some home run props. Uh, I think the over for Freeman. Um, I, I think he, like a. Uh, Mookie could probably go deep, but I think Freeman has a really, really big game. Uh, I would look at his props. I'm likely going to take the team total over in the first five and the full game and see if I can get an alt number um, on the run line, maybe two and a half uh, at, a, at a nice plus price. I mean, when I kind of dove into the numbers for Chase Anderson, it, it my eyes kind of like just like shot up. They woke me up. It woke me up. Um, and I'm quickly going to mention this uh, here on the pod to you guys. And I just had it in front of me. I don't know where. Here we go. So in the month of May, it seemed like Chase Anderson was going to make a run for Cy Young <laughs> just because of the way he started pitching. I saw that too, bro. I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. And so in, so just to put it into context here for, for, uh, for everyone, in five home – or sorry, five starts in the month of May, um, 20 and two-thirds innings pitched. 15 hits, he allowed three earned runs total in the month of May. One home run he allowed. Not a big strikeout pitcher, so I'm not even going to mention that. So 20 and two-thirds innings pitch in the month of May, three earned runs, one home run. Just alone in the month of June, five starts thus far, uh, 21 and one-thirds innings pitch, so he's pitched about almost one more inning. He's allowed 32 hits, so 17 more hits. He's allowed 24 earned runs. In those five starts in the month of June, 10 home runs and nine walks thus far in the month of June. So Chase Anderson historically was a guy that we were all fading. And that guy kind of has come into fruition in the month of June, at least. He was a starting pitcher in that game where the Angels put up 25 runs in that game against the Rockies in Colorado, where he only lasted two and two-thirds innings. He allowed nine earned runs, 10 hits, three home runs in that game. And even prior to that, 
he allowed seven earned runs to the Atlanta Braves um, in Atlanta. So now you're going up against the Dodgers offense. We can, again, make that conversation that they are one of the better offenses in the National League as well. So this is going to be a third straight starts where he's, he's f- facing at least a above average offense. So I agree with Lante. If you're looking at team totals over in this game for the Dodgers and the run line here as well for the Dodgers, I couldn't look at it any other way, especially in the form that Chase Anderson is in right now, D-Rock. I actually leaned under 12 and a half. I made my total 12.1. You know, both pitchers are high, are high on my list, but both actually have extremely low hit rate. Three of the last four games played between these teams have gone under this number. Rockies, we mentioned it, I think, yesterday with Malcolm or the other day, but Rockies just really not hitting the ball home or away. Dodgers really slumping, too. I know Trevor mentioned in the chat, I do like that. I like Tre- I like Will Smith. He's been raking the ball, hitting the ball for extremely hard contact. So look for a total base prop, HRR, or even a home run prop for him. I think we see a big game from him. I think we see a big at- bats uh, from the Dodgers in general. So as for the total, I lean under, but I do like the Dodgers here on the run line. Yeah, I mean, this can be a game where the Dodgers win like nine to one, ten to something like that. I, I, I can see the full game going under, but I think the majority of the runs definitely are going to come for the Dodgers mm-hmm. in this game definitely. for sure. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely keep that in mind if you're betting uh, either full game uh, total or a team total uh, as far as the Dodgers go in this game. All right, gentlemen, that was the last game on the board for the Thursday schedule. Again, four games that were off the board which was the Yankees, the Rangers, the Jays, and the D-backs. And one order of business left here before we end the show. That is going to be our lock and dog for the Thursday action. Uh, D-Rock, you want to lead us off? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to – we'll start with my uh, lock. I still like the under nine. I got a nine and a half for the Padres and Pirates game. I just think it's way too big. I set my total, like I said, at a 7.6. Luis Ortiz, uh, you know, most of his hard hit rate has come on the road. He's a much different pitcher at home. And Joe Musgrove, he's been excellent in the month of June. So I think he keeps it rolling as well. So I'm going to take the under in the Padres and Pirates game as my lock. Not many dogs that I liked. Um was actually hoping for the Red Sox to be a dog, but uh, uh, let, let's take uh, let's take the Cubs. I know it's a short puppy. I tried to get they tried to bully bully me yesterday and not taking the short dog, but I'll go back to it. Give me the Cubs here at home. I do like Kyle Hendricks. I know you guys are. You guys are kind of bullish on him, but I, I do think he's really good right now. Uh, his hard hit rate is low. He's keeping the ball low. I know the Phillies, they've been uh, on fire right now, but I think he could limit the bat. So I'll, I'll take a stab with the home puppy and the Cubs. All right. Uh, Lante, what do you got? Yeah, man. So I was going to go off the grid and do a K-prop, but uh, obviously they're not um, above. So let me ask you, D-Rock, what is um, Scherzer usually lined at? Um, as far as K's, is it like seven and a half, eight? Yeah, I was just going to say seven and a half, eight. Yeah, okay. So um, I, I won't give that out because we don't have a number yet, but I do like the Mets um, as, as for my lock. Um, I think they are going to be able to get to to Milwaukee's offense. Like I said, they don't they don't have a, a great offense right now. Um, I mean, I just think that Max is going to be able to strike out, you know, double-digit batters here. So I, I got him going – Eight, I have an eight plus in five of his last six. Um, Milwaukee's 27th in K's per game with almost nine and a half per. Uh, they're bottom seven in batting average on the road, uh, Milwaukee, that is. So I think the Mets, the way their offense has been 
been going as of late. I know, I know D Rock. I'm putting a lot. I'm putting a lot of pressure on your mitts to, to come home. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I like the mitts here um, as my lock. I think Scherzer has a big, big night. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he goes seven or eight and, and strikes out double digit guys. So give me the mitts and a Scherzer K prop uh, to go over. I mean, if it's around seven and a half, eight, I, I like it over still. Um, as right. for the dog, I'm gonna go with the Halos, man. Um, Minus one and a half on the run. I could get plus 120 if you shop around. Uh, I mean, White Sox, like I said, bottom six in runs on the road, 30th in hits, 29th in batting average. The Halos offense, I mean, I think maybe four earned runs can, can get you there. I don't think the Chicago, I don't trust the Chicago's, uh, Chicago White Sox offense at all to get any runs. Um, I'm not a big Sandoval guy, but again, I'm just basically banking on the White Sox offense being that bad and the Halos bats waking up. And I mean, the way Otani's hitting the ball right now, man, I don't know if anybody could could get a ball past him. So he, he's hitting it like it's a beach ball. So uh, I like the, the Halos minus one and a half at plus 120 or better. All right. Uh, all right. For my lock, uh, let's see here. I am going to go. I'm going to take the Red Sox, man. Minus 125 with Brian Bello on the mound. Um, I think that the Red Sox offense will be able to get to Jesus Lazardo in this game. I know Braxton Garrett is getting the start on Wednesday night for the Miami Marlins, which I definitely think that he's 100% the better pitcher between these two left-handed pitchers. And like I mentioned, when we handicapped the game uh, between these two teams, Lazardo has struggled on the road. Uh, thus far this season when he has started for the Marlins. And we talked about Brian Bellow probably being the best pitcher right now for the Boston Red Sox. If not the best pitcher, at least a more consistent uh, pitcher for the Red Sox. And hopefully they're able to surprise or uh, uh, so provide some run support for him in this game um, where they haven't been able to over his last several starts. But at a minus 125 price, I think that's a cheap price here for the Boston Red Sox. So that's going to be my lock. Uh, for my dog, I wanted to take the Mets run line, but that's only at even money. Um, I'll take the Astros run line, man. Minus one and a half plus one sixty against Adam Wainwright. Double down do on the Mets, Munaf. Come on, baby. Let's go. Double down. No, on it's, the Mets. it's even money on the run line. I'll definitely be on that. I'm going to be, I like that shirt call you made on the strikeouts as well, but definitely I will be on the Mets, but I just think there's some good value here on the Houston Astros at, on this run line here at plus 160. Going up against Adam Wainwright, I mean, we talked about how bad he's been, even despite the London series. Okay, maybe it was across the pond in in a, in a different stadium. But even here in the States, he's consistently been giving up the earned runs. And I think this is going to be a spot where the Astros' offense is going to be able to rake against uh, St. Louis Cardinals and Adam Wainwright. So, at a minus, at a, sorry, at a plus one sixty uh, run line price on the Astros at minus one and a half, I will make that my dog uh, for the Thursday night schedule in the MLB. Gentlemen, that is going to do it for this Thursday episode of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, D Rock, anything else you want to mention? Anything else you want to rant about your mess? Because you have this kind of smirk on your face right now. I don't know if people are obviously, if you're listening to the pod, you can't see, but people watching live can. No, you it just surprises me. Everyone goes back to the Mets. The Mets are gonna met, they always do. So, if you guys have to have all this faith, I do like the Scherzer prop on it. On a serious note, I do like it, especially if he does want to be traded, he's gonna have to deal tomorrow. And the Brewers, they do strike out a lot, so I do like it. 
I just I just don't have the faith in him. And, and Munaf, you weren't on the pod, but a few pods ago, uh, my parents they're like, "Oh, we got we got you a birthday present." My birthday's not for a few weeks, but they're like, "We're gonna go to a Met game." Oh, can, can you believe they bought me Met tickets for my birthday? Well, what's wrong with that? They hear me that's, screaming that's every night at the at the TV. Uh, <laughs> they know not. Know they know not to do that. It's probably a, a gag gift for you. They're probably putting you in misery for all the times that you're probably giving a hard time while you were growing up. Here's yeah. a payback, son. Go to the men's game. <laughs> At least I'm going to go see the Rangers. So hopefully they blow oh, yeah. blow oh, us yeah. out. Oh, that'd be a good game. Yeah. <laughs> a good game. But yeah, nothing going on. Uh, USFL championship this weekend. So can't wait for that. Oh, lay the number with the Stallions. Oh, they're 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 a wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lante De La Cruz. Anything else, my man? Nah, man, my grandfather would be he'd probably rolling around in his grave right now with all this Mets talk I'm talking about uh, <laughs> as, as a lifelong Yankee fan. But, uh, yeah, nah, man, not bad. Just hoping we all can get to the window uh, with those bets, man. Been doing really good um, and, and the Diamonds. Hoping to keep that going. Yeah, man, hopefully we can continue to put more money in the pockets of our listeners. Um, definitely make sure to follow the MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account, out MLB SGPN. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, to the MLB Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, please do so. I want to get to a thousand subscribers by the time the season's over. So that's only going to be able to get there with the help of all of our listeners and people that are watching live. If you haven't already uh, hit the like button, subscribe for us, like I mentioned on the live stream here and on the YouTube channel for the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, make sure to follow Dylan on Twitter at Rock with Two Ks R O C K K twenty four. You can follow. Lante on Twitter at XXLanteXX. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. We'll be back tomorrow in some form or fashion. Again, shout out to everybody in the chat, the usual suspects, uh, making, the, making the show a lot of fun and making it fly by for us. So appreciate everybody in the chat as always. I will be back tomorrow. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>